are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined as always, with Tom Edwards and John Ackerman. And this week, we have a special guest, our close friend, Sean Ludiker. How are you doing today, bud? Good. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you here. I'm, I'm, I'm right off the bat. I just think it's great when we bring friends, close friends, onto the table and onto the uh, the podcast just to have a conversation. And also, I haven't seen you for a while, so I really missed you. So just, just right up, get the awkwardness out. I, I missed the heck out of you, so... <laughs> Dude, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. <laughs> you know, Literally. I really thought you were going to come on and do the, uh, you know, long-time listener, first-time caller, that whole thing. But, <laughs> oh, this yeah. is, but I guess we can just move right into it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, last week we took a break. As John mentioned, we did some uh, some little bit of, uh, how do you describe it, micro-tuning? And I, and I like that because it is a bunch of adjustments, a little bit of uh, uh, things that we uh, sat down and, and had a conversation as a group on where we needed to go and how we needed to proceed. And um, out of that conversation, one of the first things we talked about was was really accountability between e- each other um, and, and just being able to, to, I guess, call BS into each other a little bit and kind of say, hey, dude, like, uh, I'm not sure if I really agree with that and, and, and be comfortable with that. And I think that is something yeah. that has fostered out of our relationships, but really has really stemmed from our men's group, right? Being able to start this men's group, being able to sit down, being able to have these uh, conversations with each other, to be real with each other, to kind of give a place where we're, yeah, we, we kind of, you know, chit chat a little bit at the beginning of, the, of, of our group nights, but really a place to go deep and talk. And so I thought tonight it'd be a great opportunity, especially with Sean, who is, as I said in the beginning, I haven't seen you for a while because you've recently moved away your family and you have the opportunity to start something unique and what i mean by that is something that you've kind of been a part of with our men's group yeah. and now you have the opportunity to to really start something new and and something we've all i think had the vision for us as far as our men's group goes is to foster these relationships and create something new with the blueprint already set out so yeah how you feeling about that i would lie if i said i wasn't nervous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I think, you know, I have, being a Christian for 14 years um, in 2006, uh, since then, uh, I didn't find a men's group like this until 12 years into my walk. Yeah. So to, to think that it's easy is, is, is not at all you know, what, what's going to happen. So knowing that I'm moving to an area where I don't have, um, men connections outside of family, uh, is daunting. Yeah. Um, I, in my head, you know, I say, Oh man, am I going to go another 10 years, 12 years to get, um, the same relationships that I have now? And I was thinking about it. What does it look like to create a men's group? What does it look like to, to have those core group of guys and looking back on it, like, I think as men, we, we believe that we can handle things ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why for, uh, that long 10 years, you know, I, I was like, well, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need other men to pour into me because I can handle myself and, yeah. you know, my family and my kids. 
And I think when that, when my wife was telling me constantly that I needed men in my life, Mm -hmm. um, and to her credit, she was right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, when I was, uh, overseas for work for a whole year and I was isolated myself and my foundation with my walk with Christ, um, not having men to pour into me um, was eye-opening. And that's that was the moment that I like truly realized I deeply need men in my life mm-hmm. to, to kind of guide me, to help, to build me up, to, to allow me to learn things that, that I don't know. Um, you always, Mike, use the, the phrase, uh, you know, more, more tools in your toolbox which is uh, critical, I believe, yeah. um, that, that you learn from, from other men that are like-minded. Um, so the other thing that I thought about was, I was thinking about Jesus and how he, what, what does a men's group look like for him? And uh, it actually, I, I mean, I feel like you, you read um, the, the books all the time in the Bible, but yet it doesn't like really dawn on you certain things. And when I was, I went back to, and I was reading in Matthew and one of the first like, uh, acts of public ministry that Jesus did was to find his men's group. Yeah. Um, you know, in Matthew four eighteen twenty two, he, he, uh, you know, he's finding his men's group and he's, you know, follow me. And the other thing that kind of stood out to me on that was he chose his men. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought about that and I was like, Obviously, I don't want to uh, equate myself or you know anyone to Jesus, but I thought about. It. I said, am I, "Am I the person choosing, or am I the one being chosen?" And I think that um, throughout, at least my walk, uh, I think it, it's it's slowly flip flopping, right? So when I thought that I was fine on my own, didn't need help, I could figure everything out. Um, I had great relationships, like I have known Tom. And another guy in our group, Zach, for um, 10, yeah, 11 just, years. I mean, it's it's been a while. Three kids. Let's yeah. Just, <laughs> let's put that out there. <laughs> it's been a long time, right? Um, but we weren't in a group, like a group together, a men's group together. And that men's group happened um, in the midst of that, that year-long stint I did away. And Tom approached me. So I wasn't seeking out... Um, so I, in that, in my sense, like in my eyes there, I was, um, you know, the fisherman, uh, on the, the shore, Tom coming saying, Hey, you, I want you a part of this group yeah. and being willing to just trust him, which I did and get up and go and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you to this group and I'm going to see what it's about. Um, and then within that group over the years, um, I believe I've, and being developed my foundation is mm. being getting stronger um and now like you said i've moved away um about an hour you know from you guys and i'll be hopefully um i, I don't want to say that i'm in that position to go choose my men i don't want to you know i don't want to put that on me but um i think i'm in that developing stage to know like i know what i want yeah i know what yeah. i need now out of a men's group and uh, I look forward to finding that or picking it. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a great, great point to make because if you think about it, the the easier route would be 
I'm going to focus inward now, right? There's mm-hmm. a big change. My kids are going to have to be dealing with a new, new home. You have more kids yeah. on, on, yeah. that you're handling now <laughs> too. And so, um, <clears throat> the easy route would have been, I'll get to my men's group when the men's group, when it's time. Right. Yeah. But I think that's something that you've recognized right off the bat is like, Hey, you know, there's, there's really a purpose behind, behind the men's group, right? There is a reasoning and something that you need from like-minded Kings. Like we've talked about mm-hmm. uh, before on the podcast, but and so I'm glad you, you, you recognize that and you're bringing that out. Cause that's, that's something I think we've, we've all really benefited from, right. These men's group yeah. and this men's group that we talk about. And I think, you know, one of the important pieces that you brought out, Sean, is the rarity of finding guys that are looking to, to chase after this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because I think we, we can get to a point where, you know, we've been in the group for, for a number of years and, um, and we get comfortable with, with the level of, um, vulnerability, intentionality, authenticity that, that the guys in the group have, but you just sent an article like a week or so ago, Mike, um, talking about how guys need to say, I love you more. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm to, to other guys. Yeah. And I'm reading that article going, I, I have a bunch of dudes that I'd say that to several times a week. Yeah. You know? Um, but it is, it is rare. Mm-hmm. And I think even, even going one step further to say, uh, you know, we're not your traditional, we, we meet once a week to, to break bread and study the Bible group. Yeah. Like we have all chosen to dive deep and do life with each other, get into the mess, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a, there's just a different feel to that. And so I appreciate the sincerity that you're bringing to this shift that you have of this is going to be a process and, yeah. and, and I need to figure out what this process looks like, whether I'm finding the group or I'm, I am pulling the, together the group, mm. you know, there's a, there is a level of commitment here that is not something to be engaged with. Yeah. Lightly. Yeah. I think, um, some of the things I wrote down was like for a men's group and things that we have done over the course of, you know, our friendship and, and our group, uh, combined as a whole is um, something also that, again, I looked at Jesus and what did he do with his men's group and, you know, traveled together, uh, shared meals and experiences together, you know, experienced mutual hardship together and literally lived together. So I like, I thought about those things like with what, who have I done those with? Right. And I started checking things off. Like I was like, man, I have traveled together with guys in the, you know, the group, I have shared meals together. We have experienced hardships together and I have literally lived with one of the guys (laughs) in the men's group. Right. Like, um, I think these are things that like, when you think of our traditional men's group, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, meet with this group on Wednesday night and maybe have dinner if it's prepared, but we're going to just, you know, read, read something and say how it affected us and that's it and and walk away. And that's not at all what, you know, what we have. Um, We literally live life together. And I was half joking, but when I got here at your house, so one of the proudest things I would say for me coming home from work that makes like fills my heart with joy is when I get home, almost every time I get home, my kids run to the door and they just scream daddy's home and they just, you know, wrap their arms around me. 
and it it brings so much joy to me knowing like they care for me that much they're just waiting and when i arrived at your house tonight three you know your three kids ran obviously finn can't run out right. <laughs> your three kids ran out Almost. of the house and we're just like uncle sean's here and and for the first time uh you know one of them called me uncle sean uh and it literally was about to bring tears to my eyes because that's what we're about yeah we're yeah. about affecting um each other but our kids and generations to come yeah so john let's back it up a little bit um because you definitely deserve at least around this table uh, a lion's share of the credit for kicking this thing off uh <laughs> what five years six years ago now however long ago it was fall of 2015 um, yeah so almost six years then um <clears throat> so then kind of what what was the seed of the intention uh to get a group together back five and a half years ago oh that's a really good question and i feel like it should be packaged so much better than it's going to be <laughs> um but honestly it got to the point where a guy that i have a lot of respect for and who has taught me a lot um in a relatively short amount of time looked at me at one point and he said what are you waiting for um, because sean like you had said i for so much of my life tried to do the lone wolf mm. routine um, and thought i was doing it quite well and so like summer of 2015 had only just really begun to marginally entertain the slight possibility i mean i don't know if i could qualify this any less but that the that there was not only benefit in, but there was a need to surround myself with a group of guys that were as serious as I was, or more serious about pursuing a life with God that did not have it all figured out, um, but were, were intense and intentional about moving in that direction together. And it, it began with, I mean, it barely deserves to be called a plan in the sense that, you know, it was well structured out on paper, but it just, it really involved a lot of being open to what it felt like God was saying and what some very wise mentors were suggesting, which was, you know, move forward as if you don't know what you're doing, which is the case and see who God brings together. And so it, it was intentional. Um, you know, there, there was a list of names that came up that felt like these are the people to go and invite, to go and, and ask, will you come mm. with me in this? Um, you know, there was, there was a six bullet point sort of vision statement of these are the things that we're going after. And if you want to go after these things too, then come with us. And if this isn't, you know, your cup of tea, then, then no worries. Um, but it, it began with that sort of intentionality. Um, and even then it was, I would never have called myself, you know, sort of a hard charging type A, but I mean, this began as about type B as it possibly <laughs> could. I mean, it was such a slow play of actual letters of invitation and then weeks of waiting and then finally getting together to go hike a section of the Appalachian Trail for an afternoon and then weeks of waiting. And then getting together at Cracker Barrel once a week, ungodly early on Tuesday mornings, 
until we just couldn't handle getting up that early for breakfast anymore and finally just started to have that be an evening occurrence. Uh, and so I look back on it now with the benefit of all these years that we've now logged together in whatever capacities and the beginning of it just looks ridiculous. Like, how on earth did this actually work to get something that's so good off the ground? Um, you know, but for yeah. God. And, and I continue to be amazed that that was really the answer, but for God. Well, I think there's something in there too about the, the process of refinement that the, the group goes through as a collective, right? And there's, um, especially if you're, if you're willing to get into the mess of everybody's lives, you know, there, there's mess and there's course correction and there's, um, figuring stuff out that, uh, that needs to happen, uh, and I feel like that's another piece that makes us really uncomfortable when we start to try and enter into these relationships with each other, with each other is it feels like it should all be great from the start, right? Like I'm going to sit down with these guys and it's just going to click. And, um, and that's so infrequently the reality when you're dealing with humans, yeah. right? <laughs> and, yeah. um, and we did that. I mean, the group early on went through a number of iterations, like you said, of, of, um, people that got the invitation and for whatever reason, you know, it, it never really materialized for them. People that were in at the beginning and then got pulled away by other things. Um, how yeah. we were meeting, when we were meeting, what we were doing, um, you know, but the, the intent I feel like was always at the core of this is what we are trying to do. And this is what we're aiming for. And if we can all get on board with aiming for that same thing, um, then the rest of the stuff is kind of going to work itself out almost. So here's, here's a tricky part. And Sean, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on this in terms of looking for that new group, whether you're putting it together or you're, or you're going to find these men out there one of the things that I think we do really well in the group currently is uh, we're willing to, like Mike said, call BS or have the hard conversations. Um, and so you're in that spot of you don't have that group right now, mm-hmm. right? And so you can't, like, it's kind of awkward if you just, like, show up to church on Sunday and... <laughs> You know, you go up to some random guy and you're like, so what is the hardest thing you've ever dealt with in your life? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Sean, by the way. Yeah. Um, You know, but you know that that's something that you value now and are looking for. And, um, you know, so how do you go about finding that, getting yourself into that position where you can have that conversation? Yeah, I mean, that's... it It is a tough one because... Um, you know, that, that, I think that takes for peep for some people, I don't want to say necessarily me, I am, I'm very open. (laughs) Um, but it takes it, I feel like that takes years sometimes for people to be able to develop those relationships. Mm -hmm. And even, um, you know, me joining the group, we had years of just knowing each other, living life, Mm. um, outside of like a group and, um, and, and going, I would say going somewhat pretty deep, um, but 
not even to the level I would say of intimacy once we got into the group and really were like, Hey, this is what we're all doing. We all have the same vision here. We're all going after this. Um, so like when I'm envisioning what it's going to look like for me now is, um, I truly believe and hopefully God has a different plan for me and he's just going to swoop some men in right away (laughs) and I'm going to be able to jump right in. But I I really think I'm going to have to seek, um, seek men out this time. Um, not, uh, men that are around me are going to pull me in. Um, so I will say I have, and I've talked to you guys a lot about this. I have an amazing relationship with my father-in-law. Um, we, pretty much um do everything that like we do in our men's group Mm -hmm. and i have a like some type of um like foundation there that can kind of keep me going i'm hope you know i I hope um until uh i i find whatever it is that that i'm looking for and what i'm looking for is um men that are willing to have those tough conversations that are willing to uh, be a part of my life and my family's lives and that want to want me to be a part of their life and their family's lives and, and not kind of like beat around the bush. Yeah. Um, but how do I get to that? Uh, I, I think it's really just um, for me, it's just going to be opening up to, to other men and hoping that they're going to reciprocate. Yeah. 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 You know, it is funny because one of the things that our men's group has really kind of, taught me is that opening it up and i think i've talked it on the past episodes that now I, I i think i i tend to open up too fast now right like <laughs> like uh i you know i i tell people thank you all the time for you know different things and 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 i'll just ask them hey how you know how are you doing and it's like oh yeah works great and i'm like no no but like you know how are you doing and it's like oh wait that's not the place that's not this place right like that's not this conversation <laughs> but it is it is funny how those having those examples of relationships mm-hmm. you know set forth with other men the old cliche of like, you know, men don't talk about, you know, the deeper stuff like that goes right away. Cause there's other guys just like us that are, mm-hmm, are yeah. trying to feel the same thing. Like, man, I just want to be able to, to have this conversation with somebody. Yeah, right. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a great observation and a great first step is just, you know, almost modeling that behavior for, for other men. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly what you have to do. And, and that I think Sean, you're right. That's the difference between being the one invited in and the one doing the mm-hmm. inviting is if you're the one doing the inviting, then you have to establish the baseline. Yeah. And and whatever baseline you establish, some people will find yeah. uncomfortable. Um, but the other thing that I've discovered is even if people aren't necessarily willing to go there right away, there, there's almost a magnetism to people that have that hunger, mm. that have that ache. And it's usually one or the other. It's It's a hunger or an ache that you can recognize right away. I mean, it's that was sort of the foundation for us starting Strong Towers, right? That recognizing that there are groups of guys out there that they just want more and they're not quite sure what it is or how to get it, but there's an ache and a hunger. And when you can find people like that and you begin to invite them in with a level of transparency and vulnerability that they're not used to, again, it'll weird some of them out and and that'll be okay. But that, that seems to be, I don't want to say it's the secret, but it's it's one of the keys, I think, to developing the kind of group that we've become so passionate about and so protective of is you find people with the ache and the hunger, and then you set the bar. And if they're willing to engage, you've got something, or at least you've got the beginnings of something special yeah. there. 
Well, then I feel like there's, there's, if, if they're willing to engage, then there are things that you can do to, uh, kind of speed up the, the process. Right. Um, because we all grew up, you know, with this idea of, of friendship of like, you know, these are my buddies that, that have just, you know, I've been in school with. And so these are my friends because we're in the same grade. We're in the same class. We live in the same neighborhood, whatever. Um, you know, and, and then you get out of, uh, that kind of fixed environment and you have to figure out what, what being a friend looks like, you know, as an adult and you don't have that life that you've done with these people, you know, you move to a new town or, um, you know, you, you move away from all the people that you know. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, and and then you got, you have to figure that out. But one of the things that I love, and I know it gets awkward sometimes because then you're, you have to kind of figure out what this looks like when new people do join the group, um, is the times that we've taken to share stories with each other, you know, the dedicated time that, uh, you know, Mike, you've got two hours. Yeah. The two hours is all yours. Tell us about Mike. Um, you know, and you get those highs and you get those lows in a way that it's not the same as having walked those miles with a guy. Um, but you, you see the man yeah. in, mm-hmm. in those, in those conversations. Um, and if everybody around the table has already agreed that they are engaging in this process and they're going to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and they're going to be yeah. deep, then you can get pretty deep in yeah. telling your story in two hours for sure. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and really open yourself up to, to these men that you're, you're trying to engage in this process with. And, um, you know, so you might have to go first, Sean, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, that kind of sets that bar, like John is saying too. And, and I do feel like, um, you kind of skip over all of the, well, you know, I'm just going to shake your hand on when we meet yeah. on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And yeah. Like, cause now we know, like, we know who you are. Yeah. We know what you're about. We know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. We know how better to walk alongside you. Um, because we see where you have been hurt before, or we see where like you've been really proud of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so I think that that's really powerful too, is when you start to, um, kind of, understand everybody's backstory you don't have to stay at the top anymore the thing i love about going into story and opening that path is that it just it makes it so much easier than even outside a men's group to go straight into those deep conversations right yeah. i mean i remember having sean over for a sporting event and within a few hours we were almost not even watching what was on the TV and just hearing stories of, of each other, just sharing stories of each other's past and like how we related to each other that way. And I'm like, in my mind afterwards, like I remember Janelle saying like, you know, did the, uh, did the team a beat team B in the sporting event? I was like, I, I don't even remember how we were talking about other things. And it was just, it's just so funny how just that setting that tone on one night just bleeds over for the rest of the time you have these relationships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it, you hit on it. It's, it's about being intentional. Like yeah. we intentionally went out, you know, to the mountains to share our stories. Um, we wanted uh, to make things better. Like we wanted to have good relationships. It doesn't just like come to right. you. Right. And I think one of the keys that we found was story that was so critical for building what we now have was that, sharing story really seems to cut through 
a lot of the false comparison that takes place between guys. Either the sense of, man, I'm way more put together than that Joker, or that guy is so accomplished or so successful or you know so much more than I am. And when you start to hear you know, the, the composite picture come into focus. Um, and again, it takes a degree of honesty and transparency, but transparency begets transparency. If you've got people that are willing to lead by example. And I mean, hearing the full story just absolutely shatters a lot of those, you know, false impressions of who somebody is, or even of who you think Mm -hmm. you are, as you start to invite people into your story and things that you think are just normal things that you've just taken for granted, either really, really good things or really, really awful things. And people have a chance to respond and encourage or just grieve on your behalf. You start to get a clearer sense of yourself. Uh, And so that combination of seeing yourself more clearly and seeing others more clearly, I mean, you can't help but walk away with more sincere and intimate connections after the fact that really helps you break through a lot of the traditional you know, male interaction of news and weather and sports because nobody really wants to go first and bear a little bit more of their yeah. soul. Well, and I think too, it's, it's to go back to what Mike was saying earlier, you know uh, it's, it's really easy to just call BS on somebody. You know, if, if somebody's coming in and their update is just, Oh, you know, this project at work or this person at work or this, you know, whatever the, the kids this week, uh, you know, it's, we've gotten to that point where it's really easy to just say, but, but how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Like where, where is that hitting you internally? Yeah. Um, what is it TJ says? How is your inner man doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, okay. So that, that's, that happened this week, but what, what's the dialogue that's going on with that? Have you brought that to God? What's he saying about yeah, that? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you move past the commiseration to the, okay, let's actually, like what is actionable on this right now and, and how can how can we um, bring healing or truth or both into the situation and move forward as better men yeah yeah that's what's so important is to have different perspectives uh, men that have walked paths that you might not have walked yet and are walking now and they can help you uh, through that uh, those humps yeah well Sean thank you man for uh, making the trek because it is a little bit of a drive now. But we, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but we do really appreciate the, the time and the conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, we appreciate the passion that you have to go out and find this. Yeah. Now that, uh, you know, now that you've gotten a taste yeah. that, that you know that this is important, it's important to you, it's important to your family yeah. because of the way the men in your life interact yeah. with you. Um, and so we're, we're definitely praying for you. We're sad, um, <laughs> but we're praying for you that, yeah. uh, you know, that this is something that, that materializes hopefully not in 10 or 12 years, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but soon for you. I appreciate that. And the thing I want to add to that, um, just because I moved away, changed nothing about our relationships. It's actually changed nothing about the way that we are doing group now. Um, you know, thankfully for technology, um, virtual group is, you know, is being done. And even when 
um, you're in person. I've still had the uh, ability to to virtual in. I don't know if that's going to be forever, but um, it, it doesn't change anything. Um, you guys are my brothers. Um, you've walked a lot of uh, life with me and with my kids. And I mean, I trust them in your hands just as much as mine. Yeah. Thanks, dude. So I feel like uh, <clears throat> one of the micro adjustments that that we had talked about was uh, pouring into the Facebook community. Um, and this is a fantastic conversation, I think, for us to continue over there. Um, you know, we, we would love to hear about your guys' men's groups or if you've got questions about our group and, and how, um, you know, how we're doing stuff. Um, because we, I feel like we bring up our men's group all the time on the podcast. Um, but we really do. We, we love our group. We're, we're very passionate about, um, our group of guys. And, uh, so, so head over to Facebook. We are strong towers. Um, and, uh, and we'd love to engage with you over there. We promise we will be more active, um, <laughs> <laughs> over on the, the Facebook group. Um, so hit us up. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know what uh, your thoughts are on on, uh, finding a good men's group to push you forward. And we will catch you here on the next Strong Towers podcast. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all and we'll see you back here real soon.